This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Since I am delivering the shiur between Yutes Kislev and Hanukkah, I debated whether I should speak about Minhagim of Chabad in honor of Yutes Kislev or about Hilchas Hanukkah, Minhagim of Hanukkah. So I decided to begin by discussing the Chabad Minig of making a bracha on Hanukkah menorahs in public thoroughfares. There is a book of Chikrei Minhagim of Minhag Chabad written by one of the Gurayi family, Eliyahu Yochanan Gurayi, where he has a whole discussion about this Lubavitcher custom. We'll summarize some of the ideas. Firstly, he mentioned that it was the minig of the Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel, who suggested the idea, propagated the idea, that they should light Hanukkah candles wherever they could, in public places. And he said it would be, it would be the greatest Pirsa Manes. And as we know, Chabad has set up menorahs all over countries, places, I remember seeing in uh, in Trafalgar Square a big Hanukkah menorah. I think in, in New York, in the center of town, maybe in Times Square, there are big menorahs all over. And this is what Chabad has taken as a custom, based on the Rebbe's suggestion, to light candles. What is clear in the dis- discussion in this Sefer of Minhage Chabad that the Rebbe never said that you should make a bracha on this menorah. It seems that at first glance that it would be very problematic to make a bracha on a public menorah. There's no house, there's no place to light candles. In order to discuss this question seriously, we should try to analyze the halacha of lighting candles in a shul in a Beit Knesset, and learn how we can compare that to learning, to, to lighting a candle in public squares. But, firstly, it was pointed out by the author of Gurarye that the Rebbe did not say that you should make a bracha. He did say you should light menorahs in public places. It is true that especially in the latter years, of the Rebbe's life, they lit candles in public, and there was a satellite that showed people lighting candles all over the world. And the Rebbe saw the satellite, and he saw people lighting candles with a bracha in public squares, and did not say anything. He did not respond in any halachic sense whether this is right or wrong. Rav Gurayeh claims 
that this does not prove the Rebbe's position because the Rebbe did not get involved with the discussion of Gabayim, of what they did in shuls. I assume that also means what the Shluchim did all over the world. The Rebbe did not personally get involved in these details. On one hand, I do understand why Rav Guraye said that, and, and I can't argue whether it's not whether it's true or not, but it would seem to me that if the Rebbe really thought it was a brachal of Atala, then it would have been incumbent upon him, not as a Rebbe, but as anyone who sees someone doing something that's wrong, and you have the possibility of stopping him, you have a, a chiyuv of tochecha. So, it would seem to me that at least the Rebbe did not object when a person lit candles in a public area to with a bracha. But, as I said before, let's begin to analyze the question itself. Making a lighting candles in the Bet Knesset. Now, this halacha is quoted in the Shulchan Aruch. Simitafesh Ainalif, Siv Zayin. It says that the minig is to light candles in the Bet Knesset between Minchamarv. We won't talk about Friday and Motzei Shabbos. During the week, you light candles in the Bet Knesset between Minchamarv. What's the reason for it? So, a number of reasons have been given by Rishonim. In the Sefer Orchos Chaim, and in the Kolbo as well, it says that you purpose of lighting candles in a in a Bet Knesset is lahotzimi she'enu baki v'she'enu zaris. A person who either is not capable, doesn't know how to light candles himself, or someone who just doesn't do it. Again, the question would be, how would this enable him to fulfill the mitzvah? But nevertheless, that is the opinion of the Aruch Chaim the Kolba. The Beis Yosef quotes another comment of the Aruch Chaim that this is considered Hidur Mitzvah, and it's considered Pirsim Hanais, Zechel HaMikdash. The Beis Yosef adds that there is an element of Kiddush Hashem in lighting candles in this way. The Rivash said that you do not fulfill a mitzvah at all in lighting in a shul, but nevertheless, you can light it, it's a minig, and we light the candles as Pirsam Hanes. Another opinion that's quoted is that the purpose of lighting candles in the Bet Knesset is to be motzi someone who doesn't have a house. In this respect, it's similar to the concept of making Kiddush, Friday night in Shul, where the original reason for making Kiddush in Shul was that there were people who lived in the Shul. And perhaps here, there were people who stayed in the Shul, and you would be motzi them. This idea was taken so seriously by certain Achronim that they asked the question, in general, when you have company, on Hanukkah, and they want to be Yotzei, the mitzvah of near Hanukkah with your candles, the custom is they have to be mishtatev pepruta. They chip in some money to pay for the additional oil of the candles or to be part of the mitzvah. We won't go into that din at all, just that is the accepted pro- custom practice of lishtatev pepruta. So the Chronim <coughs> asked that if that would be true, we should do this 
in shul also. The people should pay. Whatever the answer would be, the question itself assumes that there were really people, at least once upon a time, who were yotze with his, with his candle lighting. The bottom line of all these opinions is that the custom of lighting candles in the shul is not found in the Gemara. It's not found in the Rambam. But it's an accepted minic, a widespread minic. The Mishnabura says that our custom is we make a bracha on a minic. You can make a bracha in the Beit Knesset because we make a bracha on a minic. Interestingly enough, Chabad does not generally accept the opinion that you make a bracha on a minic. For example, Halil and Rosh Chodesh. The minic of Ashkenazim is to say Halil and each person makes a bracha. Even though saying Halil and Rosh Chodesh is only a minic. Whereas the Sfardim is the opinion of the Sfardim to follow the opinion of the Rambam that you don't make a bracha on a minic and therefore you don't make a bracha on Halil. Chabad biyachid when they daven each person individually does not make a bracha on halal. They don't make a bracha on minik. Betzibur, many people, Chabad also has a custom that Betzibur, they do make one bracha for on halal. Here, of course, we're talking about making a bracha on a minik. Betzibur, in the Bet Knesset. Now, although I quoted a number of sources that you do make a bracha on lighting candles in Bet Knesset. I gave a number of reasons for it. Rav Gurarye was meticulous to quote Rishonim who disagreed with the entire practice. He quotes a Shibole Haleket, a Sefer Tanya Rabasi. The Sefer Tanya Rabasi was printed uh, not so long ago by Rav Gedaya Felder in Toronto with copious notes. The Shiboli Aleket, there are a number of editions of Shiboli Aleket. And those Svarim say, they do not make a bracha. They quote sources not to make a bracha on this minic. So, there was a discussion if you can make a bracha in Bet Knesset at all. But the bottom line is that it seems to me the majority of people, every place that I go, you see that people do make a bracha on lighting candles in a Bet Knesset. So now the question is, can you extend this idea to lighting candles in a public thoroughfare? Here, perhaps you'd have to go back to the original reasons. If you would say that you're being mostly people, are you really being mostly somebody who would light in the center of in the center square. Now the Arches Chaim and the Kolbo that I quoted seem to think that a person She'enu Baki, She'enu Zariz could be Yotze in Bet Knesset. So if that's true, perhaps it would be also true in a public area. If you say that the reason is because of Pirsum Hanes, Hidur Mitzvah, Zeichel HaMikdash, on one hand, you could say this applies to any place where there is a Hidur Mitzvah, Pirsa Manais. 
On the other hand, you could argue that Zeichel HaMikdash might only be in a Mikdash Ma'at. The concept of having a Zeichel HaMikdash would not be in a public square. It would be a Zeichel HaMikdash in a Mikdash Ma'at, which somehow has some Kedusha related to the Beis HaMikdash. Rav Gurarye quotes a number of modern Echronim to show that some have agreed and some have disagreed with the custom of making a bracha in a public place. For example, he quoted the Tzitz Eliezer, Rav Aldenberg. He quoted Shlomo Zalman. He quoted Rav Vasner, B'nai Brak, Shevet Halevi, who all were opposed to the custom of making a bracha. On the other hand, he did bring a tshuva of the base Mordechai, Rav Mordechai Fogelman. He also brought a source printed in the Sefer called Oznidbiru that said you could make a bracha. And they discussed again the concept of Zechel HaMikdash and to be motzi, somebody, She'enu Zariz, She'enu Baki. So Rav Gurarye, and I'm not sure that this is the accepted custom of Chabad, but this is what he wrote in the Sefer, which he explains, Minage Chabad. He said that he, the best pshara would be to light in a public square and have people who would not light that night light the candles in the public square with a bracha. It would be best if they died Marev before, because there is an opinion that it should be connected to Tfilas Mariv. And the idea that someone who would not light the candles any other, other, otherwise, he would neither light the candles in his house, nobody would light the candles for him. So therefore, in that case, you should rely on the opinion that we quoted of the Beis Mordechai, of, of, of the Aznidbru, that you would be allowed to make a bracha at least in such a case. I remember once that there was a famous basketball game when Maccabi played Yavan on Hanukkah. People discussed, is the next Hanukkah going to occur again that Maccabi will, cover, will, will conquer the Yavanim? But in the beginning of the game, so Odeid Katash, one of the stars of Maccabi Tel Aviv at that time, got up lit the candles and made a bracha. To my mind, you could discuss the halachic issue, but there's no doubt that it brought to mind to many people the awareness that it was Hanukkah, the concept of Pir Semanes, and the minig of Chabad to light the candles seemed to be something that was very effective. Again, the question was whether you should make a bracha or not, that is the custom that we discussed. I'd like to point out that Rav Soloveitchik was very much opposed to this practice. Rav Soloveitchik quoted the Vilna Gaon, who in his commentary in Shulchan Aruch explained that the reason we light candles in the Beis Hamikt, in the, in the Bet Knesset, is similar, at least he brought a parallel, whether he meant it as a sim, exactly similar or not, but he brought the parallel to the fact that we say Hallel, the night of Pesach, we say Hallel and Shul. And apparently, the idea was that the same way 
there is a concept of pirsamanes for every individual when you have abacosos. There's a concept of having pirsamanes betzibur. When there's pirsamanes biyachid, there's a parallel pirsamanes betzibur, and that's what you do when you say halal the night of Pesach. Similarly, the night of Hanukkah, we light Hanukkah candles biyachid, each family individually. Be, and therefore, it would be appropriate to have a corresponding Pirsumanes Betzibur, which would mean to light candles in a Bet Knesset. But the Rav said that this din of lighting in, in, the, in the Tzibur is only when there's a concept called a Tzibur. And what creates a Tzibur? So the Rav explained that the fact that they dive in Mincha beforehand and Ma'av afterwards, so the Tzibur is, has been assembled, was already there to daven Ma'ariv, will continue davening Ma'ariv afterwards, so the concept of a tzibur has been established. Only in such a case did the Rav think it's appropriate to light candles and make a bracha in a Bet Knesset. The Rav also discussed the custom of lighting candles on Motzai Shabbos, because there, obviously, you do not light candles between Mincha and Ma'ariv. So the Rav did suggest that you should light the candles before the end of Mariv. At what point before the end of Mariv? Perhaps before the Kaddish Teskabel, be, perhaps before Vinoam, perhaps before Vietan before, as long as the Tzib were still there for some part of davening, maybe even to make Havdal at the end. Rav Shechter has a discussion about this in his Sefer on Minhagim of the Rav, where he points out that the Rav disagreed with the custom. He didn't mention the custom of Chabad. He just mentioned the custom of lighting candles in, in a public place. And he explained that the Tzibur was only a Tzibur in the Shul. This, for those people that want to see it more directly, it's found in Nefesh HaRav on page Reish Chav Beis. Rav Michal Shurkin, in his Sefer Harei Kedem, also wrote this up in a more formal type of analysis to explain the custom of the Rav, why he felt that you could only light candles in Shul, where the concept of Tzibor exists. Let's continue with other minhagim of Hanukkah. When you make the brachos, the Ramah says, you make all the brachos before you light the candles. What we call, Ovel Asiyasan. So the first night of Hanukkah, you make three brachas before you light the candles. From then on, you make two brachas before you light the candles. However, there's a long discussion about this in various Rishonim. Do you really make the brachas before you light the candles? Or not? The first bracha, there seems to be no question. The bracha, Lahadik Ner Shel Hanukkah, or Lahadik Ner Hanukkah, certainly should be said over Lasiyasan. The problem is the second bracha. So the Rav, again, has this discussed, both in Rav Shechter Sefer and in Rav Shurkin Sefer, where they raise the issue, is this bracha, Lahadlik Ne'er Hanukkah, certainly is to be considered a Birchas HaMitzvah. And that's a bracha of Ovel However, the second bracha, namely Sha'asa Nisim, you could argue, do you make that bracha 
as a madlik. Hamadlik near Hanukkah makes two brachas. Or is the second bracha not made as a madlik, but it's made as a roe? Because we know there is a halacha that haroah near Hanukkah mevarich shasanisim. A person who did not light the candles, but just saw Hanukkah candles, should make a bracha shasanisim. Someone who's not home, they're not going to light for him. It's a whole complicated sugya. Under what conditions do you make a bracha saroeh? Why did they institute a bracha saroeh for this mitzvah, not for other mitzvahs? But leaving all that aside, the chakira still exists. Why do you make the second bracha? So the Rav said, if you make the second bracha as a madlik, then you should make the second bracha over lasiyasa which is, of course, what the Ramah suggested. On the other hand, if you made the bracha, then it seems you should make the first bracha over Lasiyasan, but the second bracha, you should wait until you light the candle. So then you can at least be a roe. So the Rav really suggested, I'm not sure if this was his own suggestion, or he said this is the custom of Reb Chaim, that the first night you have no choice. So the first night he lit in accordance with the opinion of the Ramah. However, from then on, the Rav had the custom of lighting, making the bracha, over in the first bracha, and then lighting one candle. Now, you can continue saying Sha'as Nisim. If you're considered a Roa, then at least you saw the Ikar HaMitzvah as Nechanukah Ishaveso. So you, you are a Roa. On the other hand, you're can continue doing Hadlaka afterwards. So you can, as it were, be Yosei both concepts. You're making the bracha Sha'asanisim both as a Roe and as a Matlik. What's interesting is that this idea was already found in Mishonim, but not necessarily for the same reason that the Rav said. In the tour, in the end of Simon Tafesh Ayin Vav, they bring an opinion of the Rabbeinu Yonah, quoted by Vevud Raham, that it says the first night of Hanukkah, you make three brachas before you light the candles. Because you make mitzvah, you make the brachas over Lasiyasa. However, on the second night, Rabbeinu Yonah, quoted by the Avud Raham, says you make the bracha before Hatlaka, as I said. But the second bracha, because since each day that you add is a new concept of the miracle, so you light, you make the second bracha before you light that candle. So it's interesting because the bottom result is the same as what Rav Salavechik said. You light the first candle after the first bracha, you stop, light the next candle, light the first, you, you light what candle, and then you make the second bracha before you count the second bracha. Except he did it, the Avudram, the second night did exactly the Rav, the third night he would make the Shasanisim before he lit the additional candle. So, this, the basic minig is already found in Mishonim. When we talk about the order of the brachos, so of course our custom is that we 
those that follow the Ramah may say all the brachas, then light the candles, and say Aneros Halalu. Now, some people say to say Aneros Halalu while you're lighting the candles, and some to say after you light the candles. However, there's a Masecha Sofrim that has, seems to say, a very strange custom. I'm going to read the Masecha Sofrim the way it's quoted in Nagos Maimonios in Hilchus Hanukkah. Paragimel, number base. And he says as follows, But Masecha Sofrim, Kasav Sheyesh, and then, after you finish, you say Baruch Shechianu Vasherasanisim. Interestingly enough, the order seems to be backwards. First, you say Haneris Halalu, then you say Shechianu, and then you say. And the Bagos continues, This was the custom of the Maharam as well. Now the tour in the end of Simon, Tafresh Ayin Vav, discusses the custom of saying Haneris Halalo. He quotes Mesech Sofrim. And he says, Hamadlik Acha Shehidlik, Omer Haneris Halalu. Vichain Hayanoeger of Meir Mirutenberg, Vadoni of Yarash. Now, when he said, Acha Shehidlik, what does he mean? Acha Shehidlik Kolaneros? Or Shadlik the first near? So the Bach says, it seems, he made, said he said he said Salalo before he said Shasanisim. And that's what it seems in the Mesecha Sefim Nagos Mamonios. But the Maril said, no, you have to certainly make the brachas Ovela Siyasa. And how could it be that your mafsik between the brachas to say Haneros Halalo? You're taking the tafel and making it to the Ikar. But nevertheless, that's what it seems that the Hagos Memonios quoted the Besecha Sofrim as thinking. And does seem that that was the opinion of the Marami Rutenberg. Darach HaShulchan quotes this opinion and he said that he doesn't really believe that that's the Pshad at all in the Besecha Sofrim. So he thinks that even in Masechah Sofrim, he meant that you should say the two brachas only after Aneris Halalu. He thinks there must be some sort of a mistake in the text of the Masechah Sofrim. And it could be difficult to believe that anybody did differently. Well, it's hard to prove the conjecture of the Arach HaShulchan. Logically, it does seem to be strange that you would say Haneris Halalu before you make the Bracha Shasanisim. However, it is possible to suggest some sort of an explanation for this 
minhag of the Marami Rutenberg, if indeed that was his minhag. The Rav pointed out, and this is quoted by Rav Shurkinik also in his Sefer Hare Kedem. The Rav there has a, there's one chapter there of explanations of, of the Rav in the Rama Melchus Hanukkah. And he began by saying that the Rambam, in the beginning of Hilchus Hanukkah, told the story of Hanukkah. The Rav pointed out that in Megillah, the, the Rambam did not tell the story of Megillah. He just said, you have to read the Megillah. Here, if you would compare it to Hilchus Hanukkah, if you would compare Hilchus Hanukkah to Hilchus Purim, the Rambam should have started Hilchus Hanukkah by saying you have to light the menorah. So the Rav explained that you don't need to tell me the story by Megillah because you have the Megillah. You read the story. And therefore, the Rav claimed that the Rambam said, my Sefer, Mishnah Torah, is that a person could learn Tanakh and learn my Sefer and no Torah. If he would learn the Tanakh and Torah, he would know the story of Purim. But if he would learn Tanakh and the Rambam, if he didn't tell the story of of Hanukkah, people would not know the story. And apparently it's important to know the story because this is part of Pirsumanes. And Pirsumanes is to understand the story and perhaps to verbalize the story as well. The three mitzvahs that relate to Pirsumanes are of course near Hanukkah, Mikra Megillah, and Abakosos. In all of those, not only do we do an action of Pirsumanes, but we talk about it. We verbalize and explain what the nace is. By Megillah, it's obvious. By Megillah, we read the Megillah. By Arba Kosos, the idea, of course, is not just the chewing Arba Kosos. It's to say the Haggadah around the Arba Kosos. The Arba Kosos were arranged around the Haggadah that I should tell the story in between the Kosos. By Ne'er Hanukkah, apparently, the custom of Masech HaSofim could be viewed as a kiyum of Pirsumanes. It's not just a nice minik to say on Eres HaLolo. It might be different than, say, for example, to sing Mo's Tzur. Mo's Tzur might be a very nice song to sing on Hanukkah, a nice piyut, but it might not be part of the kiyum of Pirsumanes. Whereas on Eres HaLolo could be actually part of the kiyum of the, kiyum of the mitzvah of Pirsumanes. Although, of course, we, our minik is according to the Shulchan Aruch, to the Poskim, that we say Haneris HaLolo after we light the candles, perhaps this idea could be suggested to explain if indeed this was such, this was the opinion of Masech HaSofrim, that's why he did it. Because saying Haneris HaLolo is a kiyum of lighting the candles. When you light the candles, you should say the Pirsamanais. And perhaps he thought it was so important that he did it even before the bracha of Shechianu and Shasanisim.